Pilgrim's Odyssey, your guide to life's wild ride. I'm your host, Silwan Green. Every day we share incredible stories and valuable lessons on life and faith. Thanks for tuning in and make sure to share this odyssey with your friends and neighbors so all of us together can let our light shine. Welcome friends to another episode of the Pilgrim's Odyssey. Silwan, great to be with you today on this Wednesday as the country digs out and Hopes to warm up of the blizzard, the cold, the ice, the sleet, the snow that has ravaged the country for the last couple of days. Our prayers be with all those in Texas who've lost power, still struggling to get it back. A friend of mine got a hold of me and said they hadn't had power for three days and they were hoping it was going to get above freezing by the weekend. Tough times. Tough times. Now, Obviously, there have been tough times before. After yesterday's podcast on this blizzard of 21 and my adventure picking up my daughter as my dear wife prayed, my mom got a hold of me to remind me the blizzard of 78. I'm aging myself with that one. I was a young boy, the blizzard of 78. Now, it started while we were in school. I was in school at Rensselaer, Van Rensselaer Elementary School. I can remember it fondly. And it hit so fast that buses didn't even have time to take the kids home. I can remember now being in school and panicked and excited at the same time that we might have to spend the night at school. Part of me was like, hey, this could be fun and cool. Another part of me was like, this is really bad if we can't get home. But my father was intrepid. He made the way in a few miles from out of town to the school and his Dodge Dart, not the four-wheel drive I was able to pick my daughter up in and we made our way home I can remember driving home the wind howling the snow blowing and thinking to myself we are going to be swallowed by this snow what is going to happen to us if we run out of gas or we go off the road what will we do scary but we made it we made it home now that blizzard of 78 it was a blizzard it hit on a Wednesday, January 25th, 1978, while I was in school. This is how a newspaper article from the time describes it. 20-foot snowdrifts. Now think about that. Across roads. Took days to get to some people. 20-foot snowdrifts. 50-mile-an-hour wind gusts. And temperatures that went from 36 degrees to zero degrees overnight. The National Weather Service says that that epic snowstorm has little equal in the climatological record for Indiana. On a personal level, I can remember snowdrifts to the roof of our house. Now think about that. Look outside. (laughs) Imagine a snowdrift going to the roof of your house. And my brothers and I climbing up it getting to the roof to see what kind of view we had. I mean, we built snow caves you could stand in. The snow was so high. And I mean, just digging right into the snow. That's how tall the drifts were. I remember my dad saying, go out and dig out the car. And we started on the roof of the car to dig it out. It was crazy. During that epic blizzard of 78, more than 70 people lost their lives across the region where it hit. 
five in Kentucky, 11 in Indiana, 51 in Ohio. There's a picture from the newspaper at the time that I used for the podcast today, and it's National Guardsmen using 14-ton armored personnel carriers to rescue stranded drivers and get food to people. That is how severe it was, how bad it was. Now, what was interesting to me the most about my mother reminding me of this and my head going back to that time and then looking up this article and realizing how many people died. Don't think about that. If 70 people died, think of how much other suffering there was. Suffering of the families of those who lost loved ones, people who were without food, without electricity, without power, without heat, cars buried, homes buried, animals lost. I mean, just think of the destruction and the suffering that went on during that snowstorm that just, boom, hit. I mean, one minute we're in school, the next minute we got to go home and the buses can't come. An amazing amount of suffering. Well, earlier in the day, before my mother had reminded me of that, I wrote down this Bible verse. As I was reading scripture, and I always take notes on things that I might want to do a podcast on or whatnot. Literally, earlier in that day, I read this. From John chapter 16, verse 33. I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. You will have suffering in this world. Be courageous. I've conquered the world. You will suffer. There will be blizzards. There will be feasts, famines, pestilences. One day you'll have money and the next day you won't. One day everything's great. You don't have a worry in the world. And the next day you get some bad medical news. Whatever it is. To live is to suffer. So how do we respond? How do we respond? We respond by being courageous. And what allows us to be courageous? Faith in the God who has conquered the world. Now, what's interesting to me about that, I have conquered the world. In a worldly sense, he had not conquered the world. He wasn't the king. He didn't have an army. He was being persecuted. He was suffering. What did it mean by, I have conquered the world? Well, he had conquered the things that enslave us. He'd conquered sin. He'd conquered pride. He'd given us a doorway to the eternal, to a place where all these worldly things can't hurt us. In a sense, suffering is a highway to where he wants us to be. And it's in that that we have peace. It's not the peace that we're not going to suffer. It's the peace that in our suffering, we share in the grace that God came here for. And it allows us to be courageous because we know that if we focus on the things that are important, if we focus on the things that help us rise up to face our suffering, family, friends, community, and we're courageous about it, we'll do the same thing. Even though the world may hurt us, we will conquer it. Lord knows we face COVID and lockdowns, tumultuous politics, a blizzard, power going out, depending on where you live. And how do you face it? How do you conquer it? One, you keep your eye on faith. You keep your eye on what it means 
to be a Christian. You're not of this world. Focus on those otherworldly things. And then what helps you rise up? Who took my daughter to work? Who got her home? Her dad. Who picked me up from school all those years ago? My dad. Now, you might not have a close family. You might be listening to this and you're alone. That's okay. You know what you need to do. You need to build relationships. You're not alone. There are people at church. There are people a couple houses you down from your street. Maybe they're alone. Come together. Reach out to people. You've got to be courageous to conquer. You've got to be willing to step out of your comfort zone. You've got to be willing to build community, to make friends, to heal relationships and families, to get down on your knees and tell God you're angry at what's happened to you and just listen to what happens and what he says. You've got to have the courage to do those things if you're going to conquer, but you can conquer. And it's not about how much money you've got in the bank, and it's not about how big your house is, and it's not about how well-known you are, how well-liked you are. No, 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 no. It's about recognizing through our faith we have got a road to the eternal. And it's an eternal spirit that reminds us of what is important. Humility, our faith, helping others, helping the poor. Being willing to go through storms and blizzards for the ones that we love. So as you dig out today, as people seem to be doing, I noticed it driving into work. As you dig out today and you clear your driveway and you get your car started and you come into work and you marvel at the storm that just hit us, may it remind you of all the things that allow us to conquer all the storms of life. Our faith, our family, our friends. Maybe sit down and reflect upon it. Maybe tell some stories of your own. You know, I think one thing we don't do enough in in today's culture is tell stories. Tell stories about things that you conquered when you were young. What a great way to embolden people, to give people hope. Make sure your grandkids know about that ice storm 30 years ago. 40 years ago. They know about troubles and travails that you've been in. Tell stories. Let people know. You know, we, we live in a culture where it's like we want to do everything we can to avoid suffering, and it creates this lie that you can avoid suffering because you can't. And then people suffer, and they go, well, what's wrong with me? Well, nothing's wrong with you because everybody suffers. But you can overcome it. You can get through it. You can rise above it. You can make your life stronger in spite of it. And easily, one of the best ways to remind each other and to share it with each other is to tell stories. So wherever you are, school's probably not in session. You might have kids around. Maybe you got a friend you're talking to on the phone. Maybe you're sitting around with family. Tell some stories of times that you've suffered and you made it through. When the snow was 20 feet high. When the power was out. When the flood waters were raging. Whatever it may be. And then be courageous. Use that as a reminder that ultimately we overcome it and we move past it and we build better lives. When just as the good book and the man himself, that carpenter, that little boy who grew up to be the savior of the world reminds us, 
Be courageous. He has conquered the world and given us a path to hope and freedom. So until next time, my friends, which will be tomorrow on Thursday, tell stories. Don't let me be the only one. Tell stories of storms and floods and famines and horrible things and how you made it through them and overcame them so that all those around you have the courage and the hope to aim high and to spread their wings, less worried about where they may fall and more worried about where they may rise to. And keep your eyes on the things that matter as always, family, friends, faith, community. Keep them close to your chest. Hold on to them. Make them laugh when they want to cry. Until tomorrow, peace. You've been listening to The Pilgrim's Odyssey. Make sure you comment, share, and like this podcast so all of us together can let our light shine. For books, videos, and more content from me, your host, please visit Silouan.com. That is Silouan, S-I-L-O-U-A-N.com. Until your next visit on The Pilgrim's Odyssey, I'm your guide on life's wild ride, Silouan Green.